And what's up, my nerdy, geeky, and socially awkward friends who take time out of your busy schedules, lives, and days to listen to my really horrible voice and poor attempt of having an entertaining show. Um, Your mercy and pity does not go unseen. You are saints among sinners, and uh, you're still sinners, but you're saints among the sinners, so you're sainty sinners among sinners. That's a winner in my book. Anyway, thanks again for joining us. I'm Nicholas, as always, and you're tuning in to the Nerds Who Live podcast. Today we have another awesome guest, I mean, as fucking usual, because uh, that's just what I seek out. Um... And if you guys notice, I I seek out cool people. I seek out people whose personalities uh, really speak to me, draw me in, who I feel are magnetic and just have something to say. And a lot of the times, they are amazing athletes with amazing accomplishments, um, you know, or they're accomplished in you know other areas. But that's really not the criteria. Um, the criteria is. Just, do I feel like they're a good person, an interesting person who has something to say and something to share and who happens to use, you know, the vehicle of whatever sport or accomplishments that they, um, participate in. And that's really it. Like it's, it's that, that's a mouthpiece, you know, their sport is a mouthpiece to express themselves just like any artist uses art to express themselves. And so I look for those personalities that are speaking loudly through their craft. And I want to, you know, give them a voice and hear them talk. Because I think there's a lot of good people who, um, you know, don't get invited to certain podcasts. And uh, that's what we're here for. The nerdy, the geeky, and the socially awkward. The unaccepted, the odd ducks, the black sheeps, the, you know, the weirdos. That just might be me, uh, but it's cool. I'll, I'll accept it. I'll be the weirdo among you much cooler people. So that's what we're here for. And today, another one of those amazing people, awesome humans to have is Melissa Grix, a.k.a. at Carbs and PRs on the Instas, which is one of the best fucking Insta handles out there. Um, Carbs and PRs is, I mean, it's genius. It's, you know, has that has that harmonic rhyme scheme. It uh, sticks in your brain, and it, you know, it has a message. Eat carbs, hit PRs. So that's who we have. And uh, this is an amazing lifter. She is also nerdy as fuck. She has a fucking Batman signal tattooed on her chest. I, I mean, you had me there. Uh, let's take away the fact that she's an awesome lifter who trains under the awesome Trevor Jaffe uh, and just, you know, wipes up totals in her weight class. Uh, she's, 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 she's one of us and it's makes me so happy. So I'm really excited to talk to her, how she got into lifting her story, her perception on the sport and really just wherever the wind takes us. So, uh, 
I can't wait. But before we go any further, shouts out to our sponsors. Viking Performance Chalk. Love you guys. The best dusty stuff for lifting heavy shit. Calgary Illustrations. The Johnny Horror Show. RP Emo. Thank you, boys, for always being supportive. Make sure to go and check them out. RPEmo.bigcartel.com. Because go and support them because they're friends. And honestly, they probably like your stuff because they like everyone's stuff because they're nice people and they're a good part of the community. So why don't you go and help them out? That would be great. Um, I want to shout out to uh, all of our other friends. I just saw that the Ritual Apparel crew had a new drop for their line. So if you guys haven't seen it, which I'm sure you have, be sure to go and check out Ritual Apparel uh, and go and go and support them. Buy their stuff. They have some great designs that just came out for their, their uh, culture line. So, shout out to Tim and Riley uh, and the whole Ritual Apparel team. So, without further ado, let's get Melissa Grix, Carbs and PRs, on the show. Let's go. Hey, what's up? <laughs> Sorry about that. Yeah, <laughs> no worries. I don't know what's going on with it. Uh, it came through and it connected the very last time that you had tried calling, and then it just went black. Yeah. Uh, te- FaceTime is weird and technology is weird. And uh, as a backup, I'll just use like the Instagram, which actually works pretty fine. So it's cool. Okay. Yeah. But um, so, hey, what's up? How's it going? It's going good. Uh, can't complain. Didn't work or do anything really too stressful or anything like that today. How about yourself? Nice. Uh, I did work. I had both my jobs today. I had my day job and my training job. And then I came right back home and set up the computer, and now I'm here. So, you know, always on that hustle. I got a, I got a small workout in, too. I had a little, like, downtime. So I just, like, did, like, a little lifting mat con kind of a thing. 20 minutes, but got a good sweat in, nonetheless. So it works. Yeah. Something at least. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it technically was like a, a rest, accessory day, so I didn't have to push it or anything. Tomorrow, I got squats and pulls. Yeah, I got squats and pulls tomorrow. So, so yeah, so that'll go well. Well, maybe. Stuff. I envy that. I don't get to uh, go back to normal training till next week. Yeah, yeah that off-season blues where you're like, I wanna, I wanna go lift. And yeah. then, <laughs> Just like back in the gym, just this past week was just conditioning stuff and the weight trouble has me set up. It was like three days and it takes like 20 minutes. Yep. So everything I'm used to doing, I'm not doing. Yeah. Oh, it's the worst. Like it's like, I mean, outside of that, it's like going to the gym is cathartic. So then when you have to rest and you can't have that catharsis and you just kind of get antsy. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, you don't, I don't know what to do with myself, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I try to like, I have to do something else, at least different. Like I'll play. It's like the one time I play video games, really. It's because like something to distract myself, like yeah. other other than, you know, going to the gym or I, I'll go somewhere and read, like, in public. Like, not talk to anybody. Be antisocial as fuck. But I can people watch and read a book. And it, like, keeps me occupied. <laughs> That's how I deal with it. 
Um, but thank you for coming on the show. I was really excited, you know, to have you. But for those who don't know you, if you could introduce yourself and um, how you got into lifting and kind of getting to where you are. And I, and I realized you're international elite total. I knew you were an elite total, but I didn't realize you're an international elite total. So that's fucking rad. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I had a couple weight classes. Um, <laughs> oh, no, no big deal. <laughs> NBD. Couple weight classes, bro. Couple weight classes. So, but, um, yeah, no, thank you for having me again. Um, my name's Melissa Brooks. Oh, I'm on Instagram, classic Melissa. Um, I'm 25 years old. I'm the best Instagram handle ever. It's the best Instagram <laughs> handle ever. <laughs> exactly. It's that first meet. That's really all it takes. Is like yeah, once yeah. you do that first meet, that then, you, then it, it has you. It has you. Yeah, that's it. It's over. So yeah. It was pretty cool. I mean, it was a little like local meet at the, the gym that I went to and everything. So it was. Uh, it wasn't too overwhelming. But um, after that, like two months later, I did another meet. <laughs> so. <There's and> just, <laughs> yeah, that's that's yeah. about right. Yeah. 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 You survived it, so... <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, the way, you know, like, everything kind of played out was really cool. So, like, after my second meet that I had done, um, which was the Gen, which is a, a all-female event that we had down in Florida that's run by the USBA, um, I actually ended up getting a qualifying total to go to the Open. So... Awesome. After, yeah, it was pretty cool. I mean, I didn't realize, like... It was, like, that big of a deal at the time. Like, I knew it was a big meet, but I didn't really understand, like, 
how big of a meet it was. Right. But, um, so I ended up, like, once I saw that I had the qualifying total and everything, like, I just signed up. And, like, I ended up doing that. I think my, like, fourth meet was the Open. That's awesome. <laughs> so it, then, was, it was pretty intense, but it was pretty fun. Yeah, that's a very intense, like, you know, first 12 months into lifting. So how long have you, from, from that first meet to now, how long have you, you know, been in your lifting career? Um, going a little past two years. So still, like, okay, kind of fresh into the sport. Yeah. Know? I mean, but I would say at this point, you've done enough meets that you're seasoned. I mean, at this point, I think you've probably done more meets than some people who have done three to five years. <laughs> Sounds yeah, like. I think the tribute was my seventh or eighth. Me? Yeah, that's a lot. Because most people, if they you do, you know, if, I think, all right, let's say you like the average powerlifter does maybe two meets a year. Yeah. So you've done seven, six or seven. Like that's, yeah, I would say, yeah, you're more seasoned than probably a lot. And then, of course, there's a few that do three. And then I don't, I feel like not a lot. If they try to do four a year, you know, every three months, they don't last very long. <laughs> yeah, that, that's fortunate. Yeah, yeah, and at that point, like, your total is not even really getting better. It's just <laughs> probably about the same. Yeah, exactly. And you're and yeah, no, no one, no one like, no one wants to do that. Um, uh, but that's how. So then, about two years. So, but still. You know, like he's like you said, relatively fresh in terms of years in the sport, but seasoned in terms of experience. Yeah. When did you hook up with Mr. Jaffe? I actually connected with Jaffe after my third meet. Um, so going into the open, it was wraps only, um, and I had no experience in wraps. Didn't like know a thing about them. Uh, <laughs> didn't understand like anything in terms of like the difference in size with them or nothing. So. Um, he was actually coaching a friend of mine, um, whose name is also Melissa, um, and everything. And I like, I saw the progress that he had with her and then with, um, one of my teammates, Eddie. Um, and like, based on the people he was coaching and with how big of a meet it was and because he had experience with lifters with reps, I felt like it would be a good decision to go ahead and go with him. So after my third meet, like a week or so later, I ended up emailing him and letting him know that, like, hey, I want to work with you, you know, this, that, and the other. Um, and then, like, I've been with him ever since. So yeah, that's awesome. And he, I feel like, yeah, he. I mean, because I think his notoriety obviously has increased over this past year. And if you've been in, the, you know, for those who've been in the sport for a little bit longer than that, like we know of, of Trevor. But obviously his notoriety has gone up, but it's cool to, you know, most people, like, I think the good predominant, I know he has a lot of athletes, but I think a good bulk of his team have been with him for a lot longer than, you know, than people now that know him, which so which is pretty cool because that speaks to his, you know, his skill and retention as a coach. Oh, absolutely. He's phenomenal. Like, uh, I, I can't say enough good things about him. You know, he's extremely attentive. Um he goes over everything in like detail with you, you know, about the plan before, you know, everything's kind of set in motion. Um, he uh, has an extreme amount of confidence within you, and that makes you like build, you know, the confidence within yourself too, if that's like a run issue. Yeah. Um, and I mean, he's been there, you know, for, he's driven 
during like a rainstorm to come wrap me and one of my teammates, you know, to make sure like he was there for us for like a, you know, heavy squat and, you know, stuff like that. So I have nothing but good things to say about him. Um, I don't see myself <laughs> leaving his side, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, you don't, why, why, why would you? He, he's so, he seems so, he's, he's cool. Yeah. And, you know, and, it, and it's true. I think everybody says nothing but great things about Trevor. I, I don't, I've literally never heard a bad thing about Trevor <laughs> at all. <laughs> like yeah. so, he can be a little unorthodox at times, but he, he would be who he is if he wasn't. Yeah, but like that's not a bad thing. I'm and I I appreciate that about him. I'm like yeah. I, I I. He's definitely the only person I've ever seen like lifting plaid shorts. Dude, um, I I'm I'm about that life. Like I I've seen his like purple leopard print bands, and I'm like, bro, I want to be your friend. Uh, but but then again, but then again, I feel like people from Florida are a little off to begin with. Just uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a, there's a Netflix series called uh, Florida Man. Like I wouldn't be surprised. I, I I'm that's a hundred percent, and I, I think it's funny because I feel like the three main hubs of our sport currently are Southern California. Um, Chicago Midwest area, like that whole area over there, and then um, Florida. I feel like you know, um, and obviously because of Jaffe, but also the hybrid folk and the other good gyms that are over there. And then in the Midwest, you have obviously Rockwell, um, uh, and then Ohio, obviously Elite FTS, and then you know, then here in Southern California. Um, yeah, so to me, that's what seems to be like the three kind of like hubs of the community that are really growing and producing a lot of really good lifters so it's wild to like see like how much florida is kind of blowing up you know compared to like when i first started and like started to like learn about the sport and everything to like how it is now with the amount of like elite and international elite lifters that are here yeah and then with the hybrid and doing like the wrpf meets it's it's pretty insane yeah which is yeah it's really cool and are you so are you born and raised in florida or did you come move there later um no i was born in florida uh i lived here for about 19 years and then i moved out of the country and i lived in costa rica for about two years oh no no big deal (laughs) it's pretty rad um and then uh from there i moved to north carolina lived there a bit and now i'm back in florida nice So. so moved around so um Obviously, we'll talk more about lifting, but I, you know, I, I would like to, I think, for people to get to know like you a little bit, like how, other than when you started, like what do you do, like how, and obviously what, you know, why did you, you know, move, you moved out of the country? I'm, I'm curious. So now I'm curious, like what do you do, and like what brought that up? Yeah. Um, okay. Well, that's pretty extensive, but we'll try to, like, fit it in as best we can. Um, so, my background and everything, uh, I kind of grew up in an abusive household. My stepfather was bipolar, an alcoholic, a drug addict, you know, the list goes on. Um, he's very verbally abusive, um, emotionally abusive, and then he also, like, as we progressed in age, started to become physically abusive. Um, and when I was like a little bit after 
my 18th birthday, um, I actually ended up buying a uh, pride shirt, I guess. Uh, it was like the first thing that I had ever bought, you know, relative to like that type of thing. And I came home and I uh, wore it and he saw it and that created a big, that escalated into a big issue and I ended up actually getting kicked out of my house uh, that night. Um, and then from there, there was another instance with my mother where she ended up like having to actually like call the cops on him. And it was the first time that she had ever done that. So because of that, he had to go onto like, he had to go into probation, um, and everything with like the way the court set everything up. And from there, he ended up BOP. So he violated probation. Um, and then because he didn't want to go to jail, they ended up actually leaving the country. So they packed up like the entire house that I grew up in and like left the country I didn't really know about it because I wasn't living at the house or anything like that. So that I ended up finding out the day they actually flew out of the country. <laughs> they stopped by my work at the time and uh, basically just said, you know, my mom's from Costa Rica. So that's kind of why they picked that place. Okay. Uh, Make that. So they stopped at my job and kind of just, you know, said, we're leaving, you know, like you can go stay at the house and everything. Um, and that was, like, the last time I saw them at that point. Um, but when I went back to my house, like, they gutted our entire house. So there was just walls. There's, like, no ceiling fans, no, like, pictures, no nothing. Um, they redid the house from the ground up, and they wanted to kind of take everything with them. I'm still unaware of, like, the thought process with all of that. But yeah. it was uh, it was kind of a shock to have to go back to the house and, like, see everything the way it was, you know, from, like, living there most of my life and growing up there and like even though it was a lot of shitty memories like even just having memories and like realizing that it's literally just walls um so anyway after that point um i didn't really speak to them for a while because they were in a different country i didn't really have like international or anything like that um and then like after that point i started to kind of it followed down, you know, not the best path of life. Uh, I started drinking heavily and I got involved with like some people that were into like drugs and stuff like that. Um, that Thanksgiving of that same year that they left, I actually attempted to commit suicide. Um, and then from that point after that, they kind of wanted me to be closer to them because I wasn't really like in the best state of mind with everything that was going on and just like handling, I guess, like the, I don't know, I guess abandonment, I guess. Um, and kind of like feeling the, uh, shunned in a way. So my stepfather at that point in time, him and my mom kind of split ways. So she flew me out to Costa Rica to go like be closer to the family. Um, so I could kind of, get back on the right path of life and not really continue to fall down that rabbit hole um, and everything. So that's kind of how I ended up in Costa Rica. And then all of my mom's side of the family all still live down there. Her, her mom, her sister, and her are the only ones that actually ever came to America. So all of our family's still down there. So I just kind of like spent the two years just like being around family and like seeing the country and 
kind of like learning more about like my background in that aspect of things. So that's how I ended up in Costa Rica. <laughs> Which is, I mean, it's a, you know, that's a, that's, that's a hard story. That's one that's, you know, I mean, it, which is speaks more to where you are now, because obviously um, I'm glad you didn't succeed <laughs> in, t- in, t- in killing yourself um, because, you know, now you're here and, uh, you know, and I, I didn't know that. And so I think it's really cool that you can share because I know, you know, I know what. What you know, what finding either a sport or good people or just you know something a good positive outlet can do for for people and kind of help and help with them, especially those who struggle. And um, you know, hopefully, if someone hears this and goes through something, maybe they'll find some salvation in uh, in lifting somehow. You know, finding just a better group of people. Um, so thanks for thanks for sharing that. That's really cool. Um, oh yeah, I mean, it's definitely. It's something that I've kind of touched on here and there, but it's nothing that I've really, like, talked about. But um, Stacy, you know, Bama, um, and then also Riley Fresnel, they both are trying to push me to be more open about the things that I'm more uncomfortable with and everything. So I'm trying to talk about it more because I know that there's people that, you know, go through similar types of situations, maybe not the same one, you know, but that deal with things and I mean, if there's anything that I could say, it's like, even though I made that decision that night, you know, and like, there's still times that I struggle and like, there, like, I have still like a lot of bad days, but like, I'm glad that I didn't succeed, you know, with everything because of like where I am now and the people I've surrounded myself with now and all of that, like the people that I've surrounded myself have largely impacted, like my whole outlook on life and all of them mostly stemmed from the powerlifting community so had I not stumbled upon this sport like I don't know that I would be in the same like place I guess mentally and everything but I'm extremely grateful for it you know yeah and I mean and that's I mean really that I mean that was even my goal with making um with wanting to make like th- with this show and I actually it's it's funny that we kind of touched on it because um, I did like the intro for the show where I kind of introduced you a little bit and, and all that stuff. And, um, and, it, and I, I had mentioned that, um, that you, you know, you're really, you know, really cool person. And that's, and that's how I pick the people that I want to talk to or I asked to, to be on the show is people who have a really bright, you know, something about them that is kind of pulls to me. And, um, some of them happen to obviously be awesome athletes or awesome powerlifters, but you know that's, that's that's not a reason. The reason I want to talk to them is because there's something about them that I feel it that I want to share with other people. Like this person's really cool. I, I want to pick their brain, and I feel like they have something to share. And um, and it's true. You know, I'm glad that that Stacy and Riley are pushing you because I mean, like I said, I mean, who whatever. If someone can hear, you know, like you said, not being in the same situation, but they're still going through some sort of despair, some hard hardship. But hearing that, maybe it's not powerlifting. Maybe they get into weightlifting. Maybe they get into, you know, fucking volleyball. But whatever it does, they get into something where they get strong, like, you know, people around them to influence them to realize how much value they have and to, you know, you know, find, you know, find that in for themselves. So I think that's, 
you know, that that's what it's about. I mean, and I heard a really good quote that like, um, actually it was, uh, Garrett, uh, he was on a podcast and he made a really good, you know, good thing that what you pull in powerlifting or what you do in any sport is a very small, like factor of it. It's how you do it and how you treat the people around you that make an impact. So oh, absolutely. says it all the time, you know, nobody's going to remember your total, you know, they're going to remember like how you made them feel or, you know, something you said to them that impacted them. And that's really, you know, the goal really, you know, something that needs to be struck for, I think a little bit more, you know, sometimes because we all can be like super competitive, but um, I think that, you know, it speaks volumes to like people's character and everything. It does. I think, yeah, I think how is like this, the how, the heart that you put into something and you, and you say it, you have it on your Instagram bio um, about purpose. Um, I can't yeah. paraphrase it. What, what is it exactly? Cause I'm. It's, um, it's actually a quote I got from uh, like a fitness influencer that I started following like a couple years ago. Um, and it says that your passion is for you and your purpose is for others, which like, since she had posted that, like, it's just something that has stuck with me. You know, like, originally, I got into powerlifting, and, like, I stuck with the competing and everything, because, like, the that pushed me to do it, and, like, to see, like, how, to see, like, physically, like, how strong I was, you know, and stuff like that, but, you know, as time progressed and everything, uh, I realized that, you know, whatever I do in powerlifting is more for me, but there's a lot more that I can do for others. And that's really all that I really want to project and do. Yeah. And I think that's, and that's what resonates. And I, and that stuck with me too. When I, when I saw that, I mean, I saw that on yours and, and that's what, you I mean, other than the, the bat, tat, bat singing tattoo on your chest, um, <laughs> yeah. which fucking rad, by the way. Huh? Um, I got it from my brother, um, my little brother, he's autistic, um, and when they, like, moved to Costa Rica and everything, and kind of just, like, stopped by my work to be like, hey, we're <laughs> leaving the country and everything, like, um, when I was growing up, I had, like, a little Batman action figure uh, mm. and everything, and, like, I don't know why or what possessed me to, like, hold on to it, but I just, like, had it for years and years and years, so, like, when he left, when, like, they all left and everything, like, I gave it to him. You know, just to, like, have something to, like, look at, you know, remember me and stuff. Because, like, at the time, like, I didn't know when or if I was going to see them again. Um, and then when I actually went to Costa Rica, like, he still had it. And it was, like, on his, like, windowsill or whatever, like, by his bed, which I thought was really cool. Oh, yeah, so that's cute. It's, no, that's, like, that's, uh, that's nice. I got it because I wanted to, like, be the superhero, I guess, that he always, like, thought I was or whatever. So, yeah, the, the fucking superhero that you are, and also to like have that, you know, have that, you know, connection. I think, I mean, that's that's the powerful thing about, you know, about, um, I guess you could say those uh, totems, I guess you can call it symbols, or whatever. Whatever, it's like something that inspires you to always go more. You know, and whether it's or you know, like it, that's what's cool about you know. Uh, comics or even all that kind of stuff like that's why i'm such a proud nerd that's why it's the show uh, like to this day I, i'm i'm almost 30 i'm gonna be 30 in a few months like i still watch cartoons because that shit makes me uh, both happy but also it reminds me of 
wanting to be better. Like that's what stories do. And that's what those things represent. And I think people undervalue the power of that, you know? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. No, I definitely agree. Um, yeah, but I, you know, kind of like what, you know, what you're saying about purpose, like the how, um, I, I think like how you go, how someone, the, the heart that they put into it. Cause you can, like you said, no one remembers your total, but they do remember how, and even if you don't get a lift, or something, you know, uh, I, I, everyone remembers when, um, you know, you see someone who just gives their all on a lift and even if they don't get it, it still affects you. Like you still feel like the, the power of that moment, even if they don't get it. And if they get it, that's great. Um, but it's really, it's like how much do they put, if they put all of themselves into it, it's like whether they get it or not is irrelevant because it affected you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, when I was at uh, the tribute a couple weeks ago, um, I went up for my first, like my opening deadlift, and I was pulling sumo the entire prep and everything like that. And during that initial attempt, I actually strained something along the side of my leg. We're still trying to figure out exactly what, but um, I thought I thought so you, I you, you thought it was your TFL, right? You thought it was. It was one of the, some one of the two, something okay. on the lateral side of my hip. Okay. Um, but when I went to go take that initial pull, I strained it, and then I kind of like walked off very confused and you know upset and everything. Especially because like deadlifts, I feel is, I guess my lift or like my your bread. It's your bread and butter. Yeah, I, I've um, seen I've seen you pull. You pull. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, it was uh, very frustrating. And then Trevor asked me, you know, uh, do you want to try a conventional? Like, I hadn't pulled conventional since maybe April or May. Um, and just because, like, I've had, like, nagging SI pain. And at that point, I was just like, I'm not going to not get this lift. So whatever we have to do to get it, like, I don't care how I have to pull. I don't care how much it hurts. Like, just fine. Let's do it. So I took a, Charlie loaded uh, one of the bars in the back for me um, to like 245. I took that for a single, and it was an ugly single because I was still like pissed off that I missed my opener. Yeah. So uh, it didn't. It wasn't really what it should have been. But after that, like I went back out there and I took my second, which was my opener. You know, retook it and everything conventional, and it took a lot more than what normally would take for me for like that weight and everything and like afterward I was like still so upset with myself you know just in terms of my overall performance and then like because it wasn't what I know it could have been um and like the amount of people that were just like so stoked for me to like be able to have done it and everything was like it changed my whole perspective I guess of like that day and that lift in particular you know yeah, I and I, I, I was watching um, on the live stream, and so I, I saw, you know, when you did that, and it was, you know, it was like, oh, you know, there's a conventional pull, but, I mean, but yeah, you got it, and 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 you're right, like, no, everyone just thought it was rad. <laughs> it's like, all right, something happened, but you adapted, you didn't, you know, you didn't give up, you didn't not pull. And, you know, you come back with the opposite stance, like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get it up hell or high water. And like that, 
uh, yeah, I think it, I mean, you know, I watched it. I think anyone else watched it. I was just like, yeah, that that's how you you do it. Like that's how the kind of grit that people that inspires people. You know, what it was doesn't matter. What attempt didn't matter. It was just like, you know, shit. I got to step up my game because you know Melissa just switched stances on her second attempt and got it like that. You know, it's like that kind of stuff. Like people just people fucking love that kind of tenacity in this and um yeah and like you said like that is what inspires people and it, it it's hard for us as athletes to remember because like you said we know what we could do what we want to do you know but um and I, that's why i think that that quote that you had mentioned is really powerful that your purpose you know is for others and then you you realize like you know okay cool i can still affect people positively because and that's really like that's that's the big picture. Oh, absolutely. That that's what's gonna, you know, make make the difference with the the newer generations of lifters and really like impacting the powerlifting community in a positive way. You know? Yeah. And and it's just Yeah, just and again, just that I just so many times people give up when things don't go their way. You know? Um, when people and it could be anything. Could maybe not just lifting. Um, it could be just anything in life. But just to have that kind of grit to, like you said, like you know, it's gonna fucking come up one way or another. It doesn't matter what you have to do. Um, and I think that's something that will always resonate with people, and people will always gravitate towards those people who remind them to to do that and be that way. Um, and yeah, and, and just, you know, that's, a, that's how it was for you on your attempt and everybody, you know, who watched it. And then obviously, you know, and you did it, I think you had a very well written reflective post because uh, you did post about that. And you kind of spoke about, you know, it's like, I didn't get what I wanted, but I still had an awesome total in terms of like numbers. You still did really well in terms of overall and everybody was still so proud of you. And I think that, it's hard. It's hard to, to, to remind yourself of those things. Oh, absolutely. And then especially in just, like, if you're one to just be hard on yourself in general, uh, to not beat yourself up over those types of things can be so, so difficult. But it's, like, with that post and, like, even, you know, the, the afternoon thereafter, it was, like, there's way too much positivity that was like just being poured upon me, you know, from like my coach, my teammates, um, you know, two of my best friends that went out there with me that it, I didn't have time to like be upset with myself, you know, or like really beat myself up over it, you know, or this, that, and the other. So then you kind of take those moments and take a step back and reflect on it in a different perspective, you know, and kind of see, okay, well, everything's going to be a learning process, you know? So it's like, yeah, I didn't get this, but at least I still have these things to like look forward to. And that's kind of like the approach that I try to take with like things more so nowadays than maybe like who I was, you know, five years ago or so. So I might still get upset with myself, but I'll also take the time to take a step back, reflect, and then find, you know, focus on the good. I say that like, a lot in some of my different posts. Um, and that's like really something super simple, but can be super impactful. You know? Yeah. I 100% agree. And it's one of those things where it's like simple is profound, you know, like it's, I love simplicity. I, yeah, I, I do too. I don't know. 
I, if you if you cut the last last episode I did with with Cody, um, like I named it "Keeping It Simple" because every fucking thing I threw at him, he's like, "Well, you know, man, I just kind of just I just do the thing." And I'm like, "What do you think about when you're squatting?" He's like, "I try not to fall over, um, and I just stand up." And I was like, "God damn it! All right." <laughs> But but he just has that like uh, that that midwestern like zen dude thing going on, and there there is a power in it. There's a profoundness to simplicity, and I think for people, I mean, I'm speaking about myself. Like I overcomplicate things, I overanalyze, I overthink um, because I feel I have to compensate. I feel like a lot of us um, do that, and so finding some you know, simplicity can be very liberating from that, from all that noise. Um, yeah. And then having good people around you, like what you said, like, you know, having Trevor there and Alexis there, all your friends, like you, like you didn't have time to be sad. You had too much positivity. And I think that's so cool. I think that's a really big takeaway for people. It's like, you need to, if you don't, your, your friend group circle team, whatever, isn't that, then you probably need to find a different one because that's how it should be. emphasize that enough like when I first started and like my first meet I got pushed into I got peer pressured in a good way from my friend that like kind of made me go work out with him but like he flew down from Ohio to come compete at that meet with me you know like that's how much he believed in me and like that's how much he like wanted to see me do well and like he got sick with like the flu a week beforehand so and he still competed with me you know, and then, like, uh, one of my other friends who has been, you know, really impactful and just, like, helping me switch around my perspective and my mindset and everything like that, she also came to that meet to, you know, just watch uh, before she had to, like, go in for work and everything. And it's just, like, as time progressed and the more I got involved with this community, the more and more, like, really good fucking people I started to surround myself with and that can change so many different things if you allow it to um you know and it's like if you don't have that support system uh, go find it you know go find it go to different gyms network with people talk to people on Instagram you know whatever you gotta do because like it's invaluable like having that is there nothing can compare to it you know yeah I mean if we think about it you know, there is the old thing, like, what you know, people's opinion of you shouldn't matter, or you shouldn't worry about what other people think. And, like, there's, there is a lot of truth to that, but it's also we have to be realistic and with things. It, it does affect us. Obviously, like, the negative things that we encounter as kids affect us. You know, how people, what people say to us. Yeah, exactly. Like, what people say to us or, like, what, you know, all this kind of stuff. Like, that affects you. But in the same way, that can it can affect you in a good way, and I do think that there is a time where if you can if you can find that valuable of a of a tribe, and where they just believe in you so hard, I think that you get to you can get to a certain point where you can you can look at yourself through their eyes because they see you in such a high light with such positivity that. You know, you're like, I, I'd rather see myself how you see me because it's way better than my own self-perception. And in, like you said, it just, it can change so many things if you allow it to. And obviously some people, you know, will cling to a, their identity 
of being either a victim or their identity of being hurt. Um, but if you allow it to, and you can find that tribe that give you that positivity and you can then kind of let go of your self net negative self image and maybe see yourself through the eyes of this person who really cares about you, that can, that, that just does, that does light years of, of change. Absolutely. I mean, confidence is more than just like your your ability to have faith in you know moving the barbell. So yeah. it's just a vehicle. If you don't believe in yourself, you know, and you don't have other people around you that believe in you. You're you're almost like setting yourself up for failure. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, and that's why I think any sport is um, any athletic movement or is a type of art. Like art is an expression of self. And art is a way to both be cathartic, um, expressive, and to, you know, to test yourself. Like, it, it is, I think true art is all of those things. And it could be painting, it could be singing, it could be moving a barbell. Um, and it's just the intention that one has with it. And, and, like, and like you said, like, moving the barbell is just a vehicle of, you know, um, of trying to hone that confidence um, and or hone that self value. It's a stepping stone because, like you said, like through powerlifting, you met all these great people. You know, you know, power powerlifting itself, you know, didn't give you that positivity. The people did, but it was the vehicle, you know, that you know helped open the doors. And then, you know, and obviously, it's um, the accomplishment of like you know, uh, you know, you go from this weight to then lifting heavier or beating your total or getting better at something. Um, and I think those go hand in hand, finding that good tribe of people, but also finding something, a, a craft and an art that can, you know, help open those doors for you. Those go hand in hand. Uh, I think those are really important. Oh, absolutely. It's, uh, it's amazing to see like yourself grow and become stronger both mentally and then to be able to do it, you know, with weight on the bar. It's, uh, you know, it's almost like I am as strong as I think I am, or you know, I'm I'm stronger than I thought I was, kind of thing, which is really really cool. Yeah, or 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 you can become more. I mean, I love Stacy's story about you know what her grandfather told her, and you know that that she was the strongest in the world, and she just really wanted to prove to herself that he was right, and yeah. like like that like that's that's impactful and that's powerful, and and you know your your mind is so either is either so weak or so strong and like in the same stroke, you know, it's like that same mind can break you down and make you have such self-loathing, but at the same time can give you those dreams that are, you know, seem unattainable, but you just keep, you know, digging at them. And there's always a balance. And, you know, and like you said, that's why it's important to, if you let it find a tribe of people and and then obviously and it may be a craft or something that you can use as a metric to to gauge your progress and those things together you know can just you know help level you up as a person um and see what you're really capable of um well i mean the conversation took a very deep turn which is awesome (laughs) um uh, that's it's probably probably like the most like philosophical episode thus far, and I don't, and I'm and I'm all about it. Um, but I do, I do, I do, I did have other things I want to ask. We totally got derailed. Um, 
your next, uh, any next meet that you have planned coming up, I wanted to ask you that, as well as um, what has been um, for your lifting, um, technically speaking, what have been some of the biggest changes, and, you know, either for all three lifts or maybe just something that you apply to all three lifts um, as a whole that really helped you, you know, um, start progressing from when you started, um, you know, just some, some okay. of those highlights. So we'll start with those two and see. Sure. From um, so my next meet is actually going to be the hybrid showdown 2.0. I actually signed up for that last night. Sweet. So, awesome. Yeah. We're, uh, we're going to take a nice slope build into it. I am no longer cutting to 97. I'm going to be going up a weight class or two or three or however much weight I can get. Um, Hell yeah, uh, fucking get get that thickness, girl. <laughs> yeah, try. But uh, yeah, my metabolism doesn't really need to uh, cooperate too much. But we're gonna we're gonna try. Big same, um, big same here. No more cutting will be a nice plus. So, uh, but that's the meet that I'm gonna be doing. Uh, it's here in Miami, so it's it's super convenient. You know, I can sleep in my own bed. And, and everything the night before the meet. Um, some of the guys that go to the gym that I go to and everything like that, they're going to be doing, uh, competing as well. So, And then some of uh, Trevor's athletes are going to be competing as well. So it's going to be a hell of a time. Yeah, sure. that's going to be a big old party for everybody, I can oh, just yeah. imagine. And then, of course, Hybrid's going to show up too. So. Yeah, which will always be fun. I mean, in their new gym, this looks fucking rad. So I can imagine. Yeah, it it looks pretty. Like you're like, how can a gym be pretty? This is pretty. Uh, just from I haven't been there. I just see the pictures. I'm like, that's a fucking pretty gym. Oh, I. I, I want to go to all the things. I really do. Like I. That's 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 my that's my my vacation. No, seriously, that that's like it's really the only vacations I think about. I'm like, if I'm gonna go somewhere, what kind of gyms do they have? And I want to go there. I mean, both selfishly because I mean, I technically can use it as like a business write-off because I have a show about fitness. I am I, I do train people. I am myself an athlete. Like, okay, I use the athlete term very loosely for myself. I try. Like, I'm like cool. I can write that shit off, but also like. That's what I like to go. I love to go see new gyms. I love to lift with different people. Um, you know, and again, it's just, you know, just like what we were saying before, it's that inspires me. And I think that the, the, the more that you can actually physically be around, train around, train with high level people, that osmosis, like just like that vibe of being around that high, those high level people will, um, it's like a hyperbolic time chamber for those like Dragon Ball Z nerds. Like it was like that chamber where you would go in for like a day and in the show they have like two years worth of training and like a day and a half because it's slowed down time. I feel like that's what it's like. Like I feel like if I could lift with Trevor for like three hours, I would be like ahead by like four weeks, six weeks even. Like that's that, that kind of shit. So yeah, so – as weird as Florida is, I want to go for all those reasons. <laughs> it's, it's not that bad. It's, it's, it's not. It does. I, I have, I've been twice as younger, but. 
Oh, it's and I don't even actually like care. I've I've been to Florida twice. Um, oh, younger. Yeah, yeah, younger. Yeah, I'm and it was like I remember last time I was there, I was like eighteen, and I like walk outside, and all of a sudden, like your shirt sticks to you. I'm like, what is this? Yeah. This is so weird. Yeah. Yeah, I I imagine everybody is just essentially water cutting all the time. Yeah, and not even trying to. Not even trying to. <laughs> it's just like, I'm not even trying to. Yeah, uh, but no, I I def I I love to. I, I want to do that up in the Midwest too. I want to do that there in Florida. Um, there's obviously more gyms down here that I've yet to go to. I've been to most of them, but I want to go. Um, um, but into the ne- the next part, so hybrid showdown, um, you know, obviously as an international elite total powerlifter, which is rad, especially, be, you know, lifting for two years from when you started, uh, when your you know friend dragged you to the gym into powerlifting, um, what have been some, like, what are the biggest, I guess, light bulb moments that you've had that really just, you know, in your mind made a huge, like, you know, turned up the notch. Um, definitely not learning to uh, follow through with my mobility work and not neglecting my core work. Um, this was initially like when I first got on with Trevor because like I didn't really look at it the way like an athlete should have, you know, I just kind of like went in and I did my thing and I did the fun stuff and then I wouldn't really do my homework as much, but when I and then I started to feel shitty, <laughs> so yeah. um, you know, then when I I hooked up with uh, Tony Rogers, um, he's Rogers Reset on Instagram, super awesome dude. Um, oh yeah, that guy, he has great stuff. Yes, yes, amazing content. Yeah, um, and I actually I hooked up with him to deal with like some SI issues, and he kind of pointed out like. I wasn't doing my core work and, you know, I wasn't doing, you know, the little daily homework that, you know, Trevor was giving me. And from that point on, I just flipped the switch and made sure that like I was doing it like religiously from that point. So that was a huge factor. Um, in terms of like, aside from that being learning to be patient and learning to enjoy the process and realizing that, Although I want to put, you know, X amount of pounds on my total, that my, that's not necessarily going to happen, you know, the next meet um, or, you know, the one thereafter. Um, it, and it's okay to have goals and it's okay to fall short of them. You know, um, it doesn't mean that you stop, you know, attempting to attain them. So that was a huge thing. And then from more of like a, a technical, I guess, standpoint, um, in terms of like my squat, Biggest thing that we did was we actually, uh, Trevor made me go barefoot um, because I was having issues with rooting and everything. My ankles kept collapsing. So we have been doing a lot, a lot of squatting with just being barefoot. I'm pretty like um, naturally more upright as a squatter. So that was pretty decent. I didn't really have like issues with that, but more so just the rooting. So that's really one thing that kind of like made a huge difference from uh, like my just even my raw squat. Um, I actually 
I hit, I think, like 240 in sleeves, like, the two weeks before the tribute. And, like, a couple weeks before that, I hit, like, 225 for a single or whatever. And I look back to, like, a year from that point, and I also hit, like, 225 for a single. And comparing the two, like, it's just night and day. Like, one is completely hideous, and the other one, not so much. So, <laughs> <it's>, uh, <laughs> Spoken, like, <laughs> Spoken like an athlete. Not know, as hideous. Uh, yeah, the first one was... Uh, Oh, God, awful. Um, but uh, Swap has gotten much prettier since then. So, thank God. <laughs> thank um, God. That, that, yeah. That's that's what I've one thing I've always been told. It's like if you get into any type of, like, sport, you know, or anything, it's it's never going to be like, hey, are you getting better? You know, it's like, no, I'm just sucking less. It's <laughs> less hideous. I'm Yeah, I'm sucking less. I'm less crooked. I am less you know, bent over, I'm less this, but I'm never per se better. I'm just less of this. <laughs> yeah, 100%. So, um, and then with bench, I don't really know. I respond really well to a lot of uh, high frequency, high volume type of stuff. Um, my bench is really weird because the more fatigued I get, the better it looks. Um which can be exhausting because I take an extremely long time to warm up and everything just because of that. Uh, but I guess one of the biggest things was um, we switched my my grip. Um, I was typically pretty wide, or I guess wide for my size. Um, and Trevor actually moved my hands in a little bit, um, which is forcing me to use more of my triceps, and that's where I'm stronger. I'm not as strong in my lats as I am my triceps. Um, so moving the hand position and everything played a large role in helping my overall bench. Um, and then we also played with my feet for a while to see like if I had more power with my feet, uh, tucked and back or flat. Um, and for me tucked and back, I get more, uh, power off the chest and my leg drive is much better and everything. So we stuck with that. Um, in terms of deadlift, Huh. Yeah, I, I'm just always good at deadlift, Nicholas. I'm just always good at deadlift. Uh, yeah. Well, my conventional, um, that one, I kind of like, I tried to mimic my buddy that actually got me into powerlifting. He has a beautiful deadlift, uh, perfect hip hinge. Everything looks like textbook. It's, I'm extremely jealous of it. Um, so I mostly just kind of mimicked him. Um, for deadlift, but when I had the issues with my SI, we switched to sumo because it put less strain on my, you know, lumbar and everything like that. So, it, for sumo, it was really just practicing position over and over and over and over and over and over again. Um, even when I had conventional, like, I would still warm up with both stances, um, just so I could continue to practice the, the movement. So, and then with that, the more I practiced it, the more fluid it became, um, the less I kept trying to swing my hips too low and throw myself out of position. So that was really like the biggest thing with, uh, I guess deadlift was more so just trying to find the best position for me and then just reinforcing it uh, over and over and over again. 
uh, Trevor has a really good cue for it, which also helped. Um, and I believe Alexis had mentioned it as well. It's a uh, balsa bar. So. Balsa bar. She did. Balsa she bar. did. She did say yeah. that. And and it's true. I think um, Tre- Trevor said this multiple times, as well as like my coach Scott has said this that you know position precedes power. Yes. And and it's the same thing in martial arts because that's like my, my background uh, originally in martial arts. It's the same thing. Like position is power. Um, and that's, you know, you can muscle your way for a while with stuff, but at a certain point, if you're leaking, you know, if you're, you're leaking power ratio to power output ratio starts to, you know, shift, that's when you either get hurt or you stall. So position always precedes power. Definitely. Um, I remember once I heard Trevor say that, and again, I would hear that, you know, in my martial arts days and I, and he said that. And I've heard Scott say that too, and I did, you know, a little light bulb. I'm like, yep, that's it. That's it. That's it. Um, Yeah, I think, and that's actually, it is funny, because, yeah, Alexis said that. So technically, this is your second time on the show, because you were there when she was on her. (laughs) Yeah. Drive to yep, and I and I didn't realize it because I I didn't realize it until we we like we joked about you not wanting to fly, and I saw her eyes like look over at you, and I was like, oh shit, she's there right now. <laughs> yeah. uh, I thought that was funny. Yeah. Uh, if I do that again, I'm probably just gonna have her like give me something and knock me out, and we'll just fly because that is. 18 hours is, is rough. I even, I said that. I was like, just give her some Dramamine, knock her out, and you're good to go. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. We didn't sleep that full day leading into the drive, and then we didn't sleep up until, like, an hour or so after we actually made it to Texas. So we were up for, like, 36 hours. <laughs> yeah, that's at that point, you're, you're practically legally drunk. Like, when you're up for that long, you're not... Oh, yeah, I'm No, at this point, you're useless until you touch a bar. That's basically yeah, what, what that much. is. Yeah, yeah it's, it's just funny. But hey, again, it goes back to those those are real friends who fucking do that shit. Like, that's... Oh, yeah. Like, that's like, that's awesome. Yeah, she has uh, also been a really uh, good person to have in my life. She's uh, helped me through a lot of different things lately. Um, and then, like, Doing stuff like that, like it means the world to me and everything. Like, um, so it's it's good to be surrounded just by like good people, like genuinely like good people. Yeah, I mean, I think that's. I mean, that's she like again that type of like she's infectious, like infectious. Like you know, I obviously you know even just talking to her when I interviewed her, it's like she's fucking easy to talk to. Like I could we could I could have kept talking to her like if we you know just on uh, any in a just talking context because she's you know she has that she's just so positive and just like easygoing and it's like it's nice it's refreshing so yeah uh, and and i and i think that that's and again like that's the kind of people like that i want to talk to 
like I basically feel like I've made I basically just like made my show so I can like emotionally bribe people to talk to me and be my friend. Like, hey, I have a show, talk to me. <laughs> like, um, um really i hope so like i really don't know like i i'm like i just kind of guess and i'm like i think people like it i don't know like it's it's not like you know obviously there's like you know the ritual podcast that riley and tim do which is great and they're and they're awesome but you know they have that and then there's like beyond the platform with tony montgomery which is really good and it's like very like you know serious and they talk really good shit like coach's corner with jaffe goes on there it's great and then there's you know king of the lifts and they're a little wacky but you know still like they cover like they're a little bit more known and then there's my ass with like the the nerd literally nerds who lift and i'm just like (laughs) hi you know so yeah trying well i mean you know it's it's you don't really know uh what you're doing tim tim is was great um it was really cool that he was my first guest and he i he kind of like inadvertently pushed me to it because like a month i said in the show like a month before i was like hey i was thinking about doing a, a podcast too because i lost a bet the bet well, i had a bet with a friend we were joking around and they said and they were and i said we're talking about just kind of the, the conversations we have and they said yeah you could do like a show you, you know like a nerd 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 nerdy lifty show and i and i said oh yeah like nerds who lift and and they're like oh that's real that's a that's a great thing you should do that i was like i'm pretty sure someone's taken that like that's a it is pretty clever like it sounds cool like i bet someone's done it and they're like um i don't know like you should find out and if no one's done it then you should do it so i was like i'll, I'll look i'll look and see if anybody's done it and if they haven't, then yeah, maybe I'll do it. So the next day, I was like, say on the couch, I was, and I was like, okay, I'll hold up my end. I'll I'll look. And so I researched and see if there was anything, any other show related with that title, and there wasn't. There was a nerds who drink. Um, that was the closest thing. <laughs> There's a nerds who drink, and literally the description was like three or four buddies who get drunk and discuss movies and shit. <laughs> like that was it. So I was like, okay, well, I lost. Okay, so the 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 name the name is available. So I was like, all right, well, I'll entertain the idea. I'll look into like what it takes to start a podcast and see if I'm capable. And so I just kind of like one thing after another. I was like, okay, I'll see. Well, I'll, I'll check it out. I don't know if I could do it, but I'll look into it. And then the more and this, I kind of kept doing that. And then finally got to the point where I was like, all right, well, I guess I'll give it a shot. And I like and you know. And all that, and so it's kind of just kind of fell, in, you know, on its own. I really didn't try to do it that way. I, I just I kept thinking that it just wouldn't pan out. Like I was like, well, maybe it just it'll fizzle out, or maybe it won't work out. Um, I kept being proved wrong. You have this like snowball effect, and it just keeps building and building and building and building. Yeah, and that's what that's what I hope. I mean, but now I mean, I do like I I really love doing it. Like I do take it seriously. 
and I always did. I did. I never didn't take it seriously. I just didn't think it would work because that's like that's my experience. Like that's my self story, I suppose. Like I'm not naturally strong in lifting. Uh, I have a hard time with it. Most things that I've tried and started, I don't do well at. Um, and so that's just like what I'm used to. So uh, it's cool that this somehow, you know, seems to work. And I really enjoy it. Like, I love talking to you, talking to other people. I love contacting them. But like, hey, I love to like pick your brain. Um, it's super fun to like record and like have the program and the mics and shit like and then upload it and obviously like tell people about these cool people who I think are awesome and it's like yeah. like highlight like hey these are cool people they inspire me you should listen to them um, and so it's it's turned into that for me so it's it's kind of weird yeah like you said it's a snowball effect and it's like I'll just keep riding this horse till it bucks me off like fuck it. So I mean, it's great to like talk to different people and hear different perspectives and stories and like their I guess viewpoints with different things and like just the the networking that you get to do with like these types of things is awesome. You yeah. know, I think it's like cool, like all the different people that you've had on the show and that like you're just doing it. You know, you're not like this big like insta famous you know person or like big huge company or what you're just like i'm gonna go ahead and do this and i'm gonna run with it and this is how it's gonna be yeah. i think that's awesome thanks I, that's that's i mean that was the plan i was like all right but just like you said like i, I am nobody like i don't have no reason no I one has nobody. well yeah well like i'm no i'm nobody like i haven't done anything special no one has any reason to talk to me um like that like there has been people i've reached out to like hey i have a show i like and they're just kind of like Eh, like, uh, you know, I'm busy, uh, you know, whatever. Like, they don't, like, it's not something that, like, it, they don't pop up on the radar. They don't have a reason to. And so they're just like, oh, you know, I'm busy, but yeah, maybe whatever. And, but it's okay. Like, I expe I kind of expect that from everybody. So when somebody's like, yeah, I'm down to talk, and I'm just excited. I'm like, cool, I got one. <laughs> you know, but, but, but yeah, I mean, it's like, you. but I think that goes to with anything. Like, if you're going to do something, like, like fuck it just if it makes you happy just do it and i did i was like i really enjoyed doing that or when i did it I'm like i really enjoyed that and so i'll just keep doing it and um you know i uh, like you said hear different people and and it's just a callback to surrounding yourself with good people like the more you can interact with people who give you that kind of positivity and you know pick their brain hear different perspectives like that shit's inspiring like it's completely self-serving like i'm basically to talk to awesome people who inspire me to fuck keep trying to do shit with my life and then i just can turn around and just like post it and publish it and let other people hear it also but it's completely for me <laughs> Yeah, and I and I do want that. Like, you know, and, and like you said, you know, the passion is yours, and the purpose is for others. Um, and and I really I do. I think that's actually that is probably the best way to put it. I mean, and ba you know, Bama is the same way. She has that same vibe about her. Um, you know, and that that's what we want. You know, to do like I that's definitely for me. Like that's also why I like superheroes because they make impacts on people. 
Like, that's what I liked. That was, like, my favorite thing about superheroes was seeing them save people and seeing, um, you know, them stand up, just, you know, just go farther than they should, just not give up, and just how that impacts people. And for me, that's always been the thing. Like, I want to impact people through pushing myself or doing something that is uncommon. You know, And I think that's where, you know... Um, I, I think you're the same way. Alexis is the same way. All the people I've talked to, I get in my head right is kind of a kindred spirit in that same way, and then that's what like makes me want to talk to them. Yeah, no, I, I completely get that. So, yeah. Um, anyway, enough about me. This isn't about me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I. Uh, I got like I got like all sentimental there. Now I have to like like shift my gears here for a second. <laughs> um, I appreciate what you said though. By the way, that, that really meant a lot. Um, I'm really glad that you enjoy it. Um, it's nice to hear because, um, like I said, I really don't get feedback on stuff. Really, like I just do it and I just keep doing it, and people just you know whatever. But um, it's nice to hear that. Um, you know, nice to hear that. Absolutely, I'm a podcast junkie. So and then like. I listened to all the ones that you already, like, mentioned. Yeah. But I think, like, the one of the, like, coolest things that I like about yours is just that, like, you're just this guy that wants to, you know, put out a show, like, talk to these people, and you're just, like, you're running with it, you know? And, and seeing where it goes and where it's going to take you. So I think that is, you know, inspiring in itself because... I probably wouldn't have done that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's the good thing about being a big idiot is either it works in your advantage and you do something cool or you're not. <laughs> so hopefully it works, you know, and, um, but, you know, but yeah, like you said, also it snowballs. And like now, like I do have like my uh, kind of a short long-term goals, like by next year at the tribute, I want to be able to like be one of the companies that like contributes to the tribute and like, put like somehow find a way to raise and put money down for the lifters kind of a thing. Like that's like, that would, to me, that would be a really cool uh, goal and to be able to give back and do. Um, so yeah, that's like, that's like in my, that's been in my head for the past couple of weeks that I want to be able to do. That would be awesome. I would say definitely like do whatever you can to like work towards that. Cause I mean, that just uh, speaks a lot about, you know, also, like, who you are and, like, how you care about the community and everything like that. And, like, wanting to be a part of, like, something like that is really, really awesome, in my opinion. Thanks. I hope so. Like, that, that's – it'd also be cool to, like, if I can get my, my fucking competing chops up to par to, like, be in it. I think it'd be really cool to, like, be part of, the, like, the sponsoring of it, have a booth there, exactly. and then also compete in it. Like – That'd be pretty rad. So that would be cool. Yeah, maybe it won't happen all next year. Maybe it'll be like you know one next year, and then maybe both the the year after or something like that. But you know, uh, but you know, you keep it keep it in the in the eye line. So that's you know that's the goal. Um, keep it until you make it happen. Exactly. You fake it till you make it. And you just keep you just keep digging away, and either you make a grave or you get to the other side of the earth. Either way, either way. <laughs> um what are some of your goals like what are what what are some of your like let's say current short-term and long-term goals right now for yourself 
Okay. Um, in terms of short term, um, hmm. I guess, well, no, not that I guess. Okay, so I guess short term would be to, uh, up my total by quite a bit with, like, putting on the weight and everything for the hybrid showdown. Um, I don't have a specific number in mind, but I've also would really like to deadlift the way I know I can. Um, <laughs> yes. And everything yes. like that. <laughs> so, uh, um, yeah, just overall improve, you know, my three lifts, do whatever, you know, continue to do whatever I can to make those more technically proficient. Um, in terms of long-term goals... Um, I just kind of, like, started to get involved with, like, coaching a little bit more so. Um, I've been talking to a couple different people that have been pushing me more into that direction. Stacy's one of them, you know, Riley, Alexis, they've all been, like, super supportive um, of, like, pushing me to do it and believing that I can do well with it. Um, so I guess just kind of, like, building that up would be more of my long-term goal overall. Um I would like to go back to the tribute um, next year and kind of, I guess, get, get some redemption. Bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I feel um, you. Because I would be the same. That would be me too. <laughs> or, or or drive, but just drive with like a couple days before, so you could take your time. Yeah, I actually, uh, me and Alexis thought about that because like we really loved the entire drive, like driving through and like seeing it like different states and everything was super dope so then we were like all right well if we did this again maybe we just like do it over like two weeks or something where we can just like drive somewhere and check it out and then and train and do stuff and, and yeah, yeah. kind of go along but yeah yeah probably I, w- I would like to try to go back to tribute and put on a get a little redemption and put on a, a better show I uh, I think you can. I I'd like to see that and 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 hell, like I said, if I can get my shit together in some way, shape, or form and make it there next year, that'd be dope to compete. Also at the same time, but uh, as you, that'd be really cool. I'm I'm quite a ways away from that, but you know, you can dream. <laughs> yeah. Having goals is never a bad No, it's it's not, and. And in part, in part of me, like, really wants to, because, like, when I, when I started, like, powerlifting, because I wanted to find, like, something competitive to, like, get into, um, and obviously there are many outlets, but, like, there's, like, I don't, there's not many that impress me, and that sounds bad. I guess, like, you know, like, I know people who do triathlons, which are cool and hard. Like, triathlons are fucking hard. All sports are hard. Anyone who's an athlete and who trains for anything, it, it's hard. But I don't know. To me, like that's it's more doable. Like deadlifting three times, you know, three to four times your body weight, or squatting three times your body weight is much harder. <laughs> like you can stop swimming at any point. You can stop running. If you stop squatting, you just get crushed. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, like, like there's, I don't know, like, there's, like, the inherent danger or just, like, the fact that it's so bizarre, like, you know, to do, like, fucking, like, you know, like, when someone weighs, like, you know, like, you know, 100 pounds and squats 240, like, that's fucking rad, you know, to, to weigh in at 181, like, Cody and John Hack and fucking squat, 
almost 800 pounds, like, that's superhuman shit. Those dudes are insane. Seriously. That was, like, incredible. Yeah. It was, like, one of the biggest, like, takeaways from that whole, like, the whole meat, whole weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's fucking, yeah, it's amazing. And, like, that's just it. Like, that's, like, superhuman. Like, that's some X-Men mutant shit. And, like, that's the kind of level I want to be on. And and so, and I can't help but be drawn to it. And then the fact that, like, and I hear it all the time, like, oh, you're not naturally strong. You're naturally meant for powerlifting. I'm like, no shit. But that, that makes me want to do it more because then I want to, like, overcome that. I want to do it in spite of that. And when I get better at it, even though I shouldn't, you know. No, I totally get that. Um, but ultimately, I mean, you guys, if you're not good at the first step of, like, getting good at something is to, like, just keep trying, you know? Like, regardless of whatever pops up or whatever's, like, against you. There's uh, something that I read that I can't remember, like, word for word right now, and it's on my phone, but I'm going to try to remember it the best I can. Yeah, paraphrase it. It's cool. <laughs> it was something along the lines of, like, adversity devours the week. So if you want something, go get it. Be relentless. It was something similar to that. Yeah, but, like, but, but still like, true. You could, you know, kind of relate to, you know, you, although you have maybe like these things stacked up against you, the more that you strive towards what you want, the more you're going to overcome, like even in the process of getting there, you know? So, and that's really what's important. Yeah. And, and to me, like for myself, like if I'm going to do something, that's, that's how I want to do it. And and maybe, you know, it's the same for you too. Um, you know, when you're not slated for something, like what, like how, it's not as impact again, it goes back to impact. Like it's not as impactful or inspiring when you the deck is in your favor. You know? Like, yeah, you're naturally good at lifting and then you got really good at it. Like that's cool, but like also like Yeah, you're natural. You know, for the say this, you know, person X here. But when someone who doesn't who isn't natural, uh, like isn't a natural, it's harder for them. They have to work harder. They have to do to take the longer road and then they get good. Like that's, that's what inspires people. Um, you know, or it, it's it just when I, like, overcoming it, like that's what people, that's what they gravitate to, you know? Uh, yeah. I, that's what I think it, anyway. No, definitely. Um, one of the biggest things that kind of like, I'm battling with, I guess, right now, or not right now, but had been for a while, is, like, um, so, I have, like, a background of, like, addiction and everything like that, so, I'm kind of, like, I'm five years sober, a little over five years sober. Congratulations, Um, that's awesome. Thank you. That's almost a decade. Um, And, so, like, I kind of adopted the whole, like, straight edge kind of thing, so... I am, like, competing against a lot of people that, like, and I compete in federations where, like, nothing's tested, you know? Nothing's yeah. tested. Yeah, um, nothing's tested, yeah. Everything, so then I run into, like, a moral dilemma in terms of, like, okay, do I want to sacrifice my morals to, like, you know, stay competitive, you know, the in that sense, or do I want to just push myself as much as I can and, you know, maintain my morals uh and just try to overcome you know the the 
cards that are stacked in front of me in terms of like who might be ahead of me on the rankings, you know, and everything. And it's like, I don't know. I, I'm the type of person where like, I'll talk about it. I talk to Alexis about it all the time because she knows more about any of that type of shit than I do. But, um, just with like my personality, it, it wouldn't be a good like decision to go down that route. And then like, I would beat myself up too much for it. But the, the whole, like, trying to overcome, you know, the the cards that are stacked against me in terms of, especially, like, moving up in weight classes, like, there's obviously, like, a bigger pool the more weight classes I try to go up in, you know, and that's, like, the more people that I'm going to try to, like, compete against. But at the end of the day, like, as long as I'm doing what I can do to be my absolute strongest, that's really what matters. And where I fall in the rankings, that'll be, like, second. Yeah, and, you know, and it's true not that you keep improving. So it's not like you, you've hit any type of, like, plateau. Um, you know, every, like, anything I've ever seen you know, from when I've, you know, before seen your lifts, like, from Trevor, who posted them, like, you've continued to um, improve and swing with the best of them, and even in the untested divisions. So, and it's like, um, like there's another, there's you know, so many people who, who are strong as fuck and, you know, they're, and they're natty and that's and like, that's awesome. It's like more power to you. It's like same thing with, uh, Angelo Fortino from two white lights. Like a dude is strong as fuck and he's never been on a goddamn thing. Um, you know, and yeah, it's like, if you keep improving, then you do it. Then you, you don't have to really worry about it. You're in a good spot, you know. Exactly. If it if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And all that, like, and what people, you know, I've talked about it with with other people, both on and off the show. Like, like, uh, you know, gear doesn't automatically make you like even stronger or better. You know, um, <laughs> like it doesn't. Like I, you know, it's like look at, you know, um, Russell Orhe. That guy's natty as fuck. And he's... <laughs> like, he's a freak. He's a freak. He, like, squats, like... I don't, I don't even... I know it's, like, in the sevens. And, but, and then it moves like it's maybe, like, a second attempt. Yeah. And he, like, barely struggles. Yeah, exactly. And, that, and that's the thing. And it's, like... You know, I mean... I mean, like, I... Like, I push myself to the point where I... Did not believe I could... I can go further on my natural state. Um, you know, I just, I just got, I'm technically off cycle. I did my very first cycle, um, like two weeks ago and I did it a seven week cycle, really, really minor. Like I probably, and that's probably something I will do also because like, I know my body and I'm also like, I'm not, I've never been a drug user. I've never been a drinker. I'm a very, very like, like I'm a one drink person. I have a drink and I'm good. Like I'm cool. Maybe two, if it's an occasion, I've ne- and that's always really kind of been how I am. And, uh, after, I mean, I, I did my first meet and it was, you know, whatever my second meet, I really wanted to try to get a qualifying total to go to test in nationals. And so I worked my ass off for you know, almost a year after my first meet. And then I tanked. It's like I did as everything that I could, the best that I can, like maybe outside hiring a nutrition coach, like to like to like be a nutrition coach, you know, other than just doing it myself, that's probably like the one extra thing I could have done. Um, and then I tanked, and so I was like, I and I'm almost thirty, 
It's like I'm almost 30. Um, like my physic, you know, physiologically, I'm gonna start going downhill. Like, because that's what happens to guys. I said something pretty interesting in regards to like typically uh, from what I've heard as well is that like you start to kind of like hit your strength prime in your early to mid 30s. Yeah, think, he did say that. And I was like, I, it was the first time I've heard it. And I was like, that's awesome. I hope so. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I was actually, when I was talking to Alexis about all of this at one point, because I'm 29 and I'm going to be 30 in February. Holy shit. Um, Dude, I'm going to be I'm gonna be 30 in January. It's weird. Uh, yeah, it's, it's rough. I definitely don't feel that at all. Yeah. Um, it's kind of weird to say out loud. Yeah. Um, but she thing to me and everything so I was like all right well I guess we'll just kind of like see where we go but yeah yeah and that, and that's the uh, thing like you know and also you know it depends like I'm you know like like you said in your case like you are you're competitive and you continue to be competitive and you're continuing to improve and so therefore like you have that yeah you definitely have that to look forward to so it's like like you said if it ain't broke don't fix it uh you know while uh, my case you know even though Cody did say that and that is cool I do know that I'm 29, going to be 30, and then to be, if I want to be competitive, which I do, like I do, I really like competing, um, and I do want to be competitive, and because, you know, it has given me so much, like training seriously and having that does a lot for me, um, and it's obviously opened the doors, like doing the show or meeting people, but I do believe that that does, like, and maybe just like, I, I like being the person who also walks the walk, you know? Um, as much as, as much as I can. And yeah, I just, I, I just, I just kind of faced that. Like I, there's no way that I can, not no way, but I don't, I don't think I could without, without doing it. That's what kind of made me decide to do it. But my decision was contingent on that. I want to use, like, I want to go the most minimal route for the most maximum, you know, find the most maximum return with the most minimal route. Like I don't fucking want to run stacked on stacked on compounds and like do that. Cause I, you know, a, all the people I've talked to who do do that say, don't do that. Like it sucks. That's probably the first red flag. Yeah. It's the first red flag. They're like, don't do that. It actually doesn't help as much as you think it does. And, and I, and I am one thing I feel like I have like a skill in life is I'm good at listening to wisdom from other people. Like, I don't have to be hard headed. I don't have to, one of those people like, I have to do it to find out for myself. Like, no, if I hear a red flag and that shit resonates, like I'm going to listen. Like you saved me time. Um, for the highest return. Um, yeah. yeah. Most of my teammates all, you know, use and everything. It's not like some big secret. Um, Charlie talks about it pretty openly, you know, in his Q&As and everything like that. Um, but, yeah, Trevor has always kind of, like, been a big advocate for that. A yeah. lot of uh, less is more yeah. you know, type of approach. And I think anyone who, who truly is experienced in it and really know what they're talking about, in my experience, that's that's exactly what they all say. And it's like completely separate from each other. It's not like they all had a meeting and decided to say this. Like that's something they yeah, all they learn from their own mistakes. Yeah. To prevent you from doing that. Exactly. And when if yeah. all these people from all these different walks of life have all come to this similar conclusion, there's probably a truth to that. <laughs> so oh, absolutely, yeah. 
so so yeah so that was my stipulation with myself was i was going to like do the most minimal thing and 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 uh to try to get the best out of it and see if that helps and if it doesn't and then i may accept it like i made it accept that that's my limitation and even with you know minimum you know like i'm not going to try just to run more and see if it helps because if it doesn't help with less it's not going to help with more no and another thing like you should kind of take into perspective too is like stacy prior to that arnold meet i think didn't pr her deadlift for like two years yeah you know yeah it so, takes I, time I mean, like that's someone who was competing for quite a while and everything and then just kind of like hit a standstill and like didn't pr at all for like two years you know and then like finally uh was able to pr the arnold and everything for her last meet which was like super amazing yeah but it's like you gotta like almost take a step back to you to like look at those types of things um you know and just like be patient with yourself too yeah you know it's true and i know like that's always been a weakness of mine because i feel you know it's like we're coming up on our dirty 30 and i don't I don't have much to sh- you almost feel like the, the pressure is on and like the time is like almost running out and you need to accomplish like so much yeah more, you know? yeah because like I, I don't have much to show for myself like honestly like you know um yeah i i don't like i you know i don't i don't own anything any property i don't i don't have like an awesome like you know career i don't have a degree like i've tried a lot of things and i've failed a lot and so, um, so if I find something that I love, you know, then I, I'm, I, I said it to a friend of mine, like, I'm just really tired of being a loser, you know, or, in, and using that not as like a loser as a person, but lose, but just literally losing, like, I'm tired of not like trying something and accomplishing it or doing well, whether it's co- competition or a project or a, a venture or work, like, you know, something, you know, to make money, whatever it is. I'm really tired of always coming up on that short end. And, um, and yeah, like you said, coming up closer into our thirties and feeling that pressure. It's like, man, I just, I don't want to be that person anymore. You know, like I'd say, like, it's been, I haven't had a relationship, like a romantic relationship last more than three or six months since I was like 21. That's eight. That's like eight. That's eight years. And, and part of that, I'm very honest with myself is because, at a, like at a certain point like i there's i'm i fall short and because i don't have make a lot of money for security i don't you know i have a lot of shit that i'm still working on and you know i have to fix in myself and therefore kind of makes me like kind of a partial person in terms of like i still need shit to work on and like that kind of like sucks i'm like wow i'm almost 30 i have friends of mine who've who are like married now have kids now i've been in you know, long-term relationships and of course relationships different from people person to person but just the fact that all of my friends at some point have had a relationship that lasted more than a fucking year <laughs> and and so that's just like an example of like you know i carry that same attitude into the rest of uh the endeavors of my life where i'm like you know what i need I, i'm i need to fix things i need to become more functional i want to stop being a loser and would like to accomplish uh, not be a nobody, um, and you know, live up to the potential that I can. I feel that I can have, you know, I perceive in myself. So, absolutely. I mean, you're doing it 
with this podcast. You know, that's one thing. Yeah, it's a piece of the pie. Like it's in, and that came from lifting. Um, and and then you can't yeah, keep adding, you know, more to the pie. So you're sitting there with. Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's, no, that's seriously, that's exactly the goal. Like, that's what I told myself. Like, I, I took uh, a day job uh, a couple months ago. Um, you know, I, I, before that past few years, I've been mostly like being a trainer, being a personal trainer and coaching. And that's how I made most, you know, try to make most of my money. And I would do odd jobs whenever like the seasons would slow down, you know, and get scarce. I'd get like a coffee shop job or whatever. But I, I didn't want, I didn't, because I really wanted to make training work. And I really wanted to, like, compete and train. And I wanted to do that. I wanted to be that person. Um, you know, but didn't work. So then finally I was like, all right, I need to get steady money. And um, I was afraid that a day job would pull me away from my passions. But instead, you know, kind of like you said, like, adding to a pie. I was like, you know what, I'm going to get a steady thing. So I can, like, kind of not worry about that as much. And then I can, I'll just have to hustle harder you know, and try to focus more on, um, on when I'm not working on my passions, instead of putting all that pressure to make money off of the things that I love. I wanted to take some of that pressure off, even if it means that I have less time to myself or whatever, like I wanted to like, you, you know, add more to the pie and try to build that. And, um, you know, but out of a state of, of, what I love, not because I need to like have it make money, you know? Yeah. More from, you know, what you care about and what you're passionate about rather than like a sense of urgency. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and that was tough. Like that's really tough for me to like, it's like a tail between the legs kind of thing. Like, all right, get a normal job. And then fucking when I'm not on the clock, work on this stuff that I love, you know? Um, I do it all like all the time. Like I get like, you know, I go to work and then I have a couple clients that I still train. And then I try to like schedule my interviews, you know, like we do like right now. So it's like, you know, people are like, Hey, you want to do something? I'm like, I got an interview. Sorry. Like, which I'm, I mean, I'm going to be real. No one calls me to do anything. Like I don't have friends, <laughs> so, but if I did, I would be busy because I'm doing an interview. <laughs> Fuck yeah, exactly. Fuck yes, exactly. All my friends just don't live in my town. So I'm cool. Oh, that's cool. I accept that because my friends are fucking rad. It's like I have Stacy's phone number in my phone. Sometimes, I shit you not, I will pull that shit up just to like look at our text messages and be like, I've texted with Stacy. I've texted her. She's texting me back. If I'm having a bad day, I have done that more than once and been like, okay, that's pretty cool. That's cool. Yeah, um, it could be definitely like one that will really help pick up your day, like no matter like what's going on. You know, like she is just like her energy is contagious. Oh, completely. Yeah, she she is infectious. Like I, that woman can never lift a weight for the rest of her life if she wanted to. Still, like, yeah, and she'll still fucking change the world. I love her so much. Um, you know, and I think that, but that's a lot of the people that we've run into in our sport and like, you know, people who put themselves out there, you know, to be, I don't know. I think that that's just a motif 
in our sport. Like, yes, it's not everybody. There's some people who just really like lifting heavy shit and they're strong. But I do think that there is a this like thread that follows us. Um, you know, it's like you want to put yourself under hundreds of pounds of heavy weight that could kill you. Uh, those are the kind of people who also really they care hard, like they love hard. You know, it's like that's that's and that's kind of why a hard sport kind of calls you, kind of resonates, is because it fits your personality of being somebody of just that caliber. You know, uh, yeah. I don't know if that makes sense. Like in my head, like that makes sense, but no, yeah, no, it totally does. It, it makes sense to me, at least. I mean, when I look at uh, a lot of the things that I've had to live through and, you know, go through in different situations that might not have been the best, um, you know, and a lot of it I was able to get through because, like, I had to, you know, or, like, it was, like, survive or literally don't. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, like, it's almost the same way when you, you know, my, I think my, like, heaviest squat to date is, like, 270. I took at 97. Um, I was in wraps, but you know, it was like, all right, well, you're going to either stand up with this weight or it's going to crush you. Yeah. Or you won't. You, know? this- and, uh, you just, you stand up because like your, your will to win, you know, whether it be like the day, the meat, whatever, uh, is like too strong, you know? Yeah. And, and, and it's being, like you said, being more and like, having that yeah like you said that strong will which overcomes anything and and it's the same thing i think i think strength sports and um martial arts are the two things that do that the most you know because you're, you're in competition with something that is trying to hurt you the weight is trying to crush you um if you do martial arts like that person is trying to beat you they're trying it's someone's someone's trying to beat you up like one like you're getting crushed and just like that kind of pressure and Um, I heard a really powerful thing once from an old coach of mine that taught me that stress, your body's stress response doesn't know the difference between a heavy weight, a car accident, um, a gun to your face or being sick. Like stress, cortisol is just cortisol. You know, that, that hormone is the same hormone for all of those different life events. We just emotionally, um, attach, you know, connotations to them. And, and this first coach taught me, which really impacted me was that you can use training, hard physical training. It's obviously will keep you healthier. So you can then be healthy and be able to deal with these things, but it can also help you deal with that, that hormonal dump, like that adrenaline and cortisol dump. And you can use it as a placebo to learn how to, you know, internally control yourself, um, act and, you know, and all of that, like all that stuff you learn from hard training and competition and, and doing that literally does like hormonally translate to other things. Cause you're going to get stressed, you know, with whatever else or, you know, or someone beating, trying to beat you up or something else hard in life. And that stress response is going to happen again. Your body's going to recognize it. You're emotionally going to, it's going to be different and your mind's going to be different, but your body recognizes that and you literally will process and deal with it better and differently um, in that healthier mind and in that conditioned like body who's like who's taking those hormones um, 
and like your threshold, just your threshold for, for dealing with it, you know, is, is bigger. And I thought that was really cool. So it's like, it's like, I can literally become a better person and deal with things better and use, you know, the act of physical training as a tool to help me learn that. Yeah. Um, and like, that's why I like, I think fitness just as in general so much is because that's the only thing that's helped me, I think, become a better person. Uh, you know, um, I just, I learned how to be a better person like in that way. And then I just translate it internally. Yeah, no, I could say the same. Like, I have done more powerlifting than I've ever done like channel fitness. I did like sports growing up and everything, but, um, with like powerlifting, like it's so much, not only about myself, but it's also helped me like just grow as an individual with like perseverance and patience and you know all these different things and it's like it's it's interesting how you know something that we do day in day out actually has like such a bigger impact on who we become as people yeah and then what people take away from it like you learn patience from it um yeah yeah i i've learned i've yeah i've i've actually learned um not learned aggression but I've learned to harness and be okay with my natural aggression. I was always taught to like, not like, like when I was a, like a kid, I was very like, you know, huh. like I, I had lots of energy. I was very bombastic and I was taught to like muffle that, you know, kind of put a muzzle on it. Um, you know, don't shake the boat. Um, just, you know, be okay with not winning, essentially. And again, that, that aggression equals winning or anything like that. But just, but I guess muzzling yourself, just kind of putting, you know, in that sense. Um, and with lifting, you can't, like, you can't, I felt that I, I couldn't progress that way. Like, I had to get aggressive. I had to be okay with it. I had to be like, no, I want to get this. I had to commit to it. And, and it kind of helped me reignite that side of myself and reintroduce that side of myself in a holistic, healthy way back in. Um, and that was really cool. Like I liked getting that side of myself back and I did that first through lifting, you know? So it's kind of cool. Like you get patience from it and actually I got, you know, you know, um, tenacity maybe better than aggressive maybe. Yeah. But yeah. Um, like I, I thought I love getting slapped. Like I, I, I like, uh, I'll like get like, ammonia is cool. Like, I'll, I'll, t- I'll take it. It's like, but like, I, I love my, like I have like my homie will slap me in the traps and I fucking love it. That shit lights me up. It's, it's, it's weird, but it's true. <laughs> yeah. It's different for everybody. But like for me, like it, it works. Yeah. Yeah. Usually, like, usually before I go lift, um, most of my meets, actually all of my meets since I've had Trevor, he's always been there. Um, so usually I just listen to whatever he says, you know, yeah. and then, like, I drown everything out. And that's usually enough for me. Um, I tell Alexis this all the time, and it's like, the hype is in my head, is usually what I say to her. Because, um, like, I won't really take caffeine, I won't do ammonia or like any of the like all of the power lifting things yeah the standard things yeah (laughs) but there's like there's so much going on like internally that i'm able to probably like i'm a very calm lifter i don't really uh express it as much but internally i'm 
of six four, uh, as Stacy would say. Um, but like her energy is what's going on with me, like internally. Yeah, you know? and it, it's, uh, it's crazy. Yeah, but that, and that's what it's about. Like I, I think it's a great little phrase: "The hype is in your head, or hype is in my head." Because uh, it's true. I mean, that's really what it is. Like it's just awakening that something, like you yeah. know, like and I everyone like the way like other people. Everyone does it is like completely different, and that's like I think one of the greatest things with it. Yeah, you know? and it can shift because like I, it's definitely shifted for me. Like I, I went from probably having to like overdo it or like really to like get it going, and now I don't feel like I need that as much. Like I like, I like it to some degree, but also like I, I I'll get really hype if just if one of my friends can like come up to me like forehead to forehead. And just like tell me how much they believe in me and fucking poke like poke me right in the heart, like poke me right in the chest, that will give me like shivers and goosebumps and really light me up. because um, yeah. it means a lot. Like I think that's really just what it is. It's just finding that imp- again, it goes back to impact. Like I want that impact. And whether it comes from a look, uh, a slap on the traps, you know, a poking poke in the chest, or just like the right phrase from the right person. You know, like that's that's that that's that buzz I'm always looking for, and that's what really brings the best out of me. You know, I really like that phrase though. I think you should make that a, like a shirt. Like the real hype is in your head. I'd buy that. The real hype is in head. Yeah. I do it, do it, please. I will buy it. I will buy it. I will buy it for other people. Like that would be really rad. Cause I know, cause like I really like like what uh, Trevor and Stacy have with the nothing special. I missed out on getting it, but I really wanted to get it. If they do it again, I want to get it. Um, but I don't know. I'm like I'm I'm dis- I'm I'm a dyslexic person, and one of my little like quirks is there's certain phrases or words that I get like a fixation with that will like ring in my head or stick, and I want to say over and over. And that's one of them. Like the real, like the real hype is in your head. Like that's something that will be like playing in my head now for like a good few days, probably. So, and probably continue to do so actually more past that. But I don't know. The when when things like resonate with me or ring on me, like I just they like they sink in. They just kind of get stuck. So. Yeah. No, it does the same thing to me. Um, like even like well, especially with the whole like your passion is for you, your purpose is for others like that's like something that i constantly think of like over and over and over you know yeah and even like stacy's you know can am will like that yeah that fucking that like that punches you you can't not say that to yourself and like you know miss out um but yeah um so i think you might be like my longest interview to date now because it's like an hour going on two hours so that's like that's fucking impressive but I know I no, I think that's a really good like note to end on. The real hype is in your head. And um I hope people really, you know, take some inspiration away from you because I know I have. I really appreciate it. Um I think, you know, just having this chat with a friend was more personally like even good for me, even past the show level. So thanks for being you. You're really awesome. And uh you know, I think just, yeah, I, I can say, I think you, you're just one of those people who just, just like your friends shower that positivity. Uh, you have your own way of doing it. 
And um, yeah, you make you make an impact. And I can't wait to see what you do with your lifting career, but as well as like your coaching and just being a person. Um, and I really hope we get to just hang out and lift together soon. So. Yeah, for sure, man. Uh, if uh, Alexis can give me enough drugs to get me on a plane to go to California, uh, I will pay for the. I will. Yeah. I will pay for the Dramamine. You got it. I will pay for it myself. I will Venmo Alexis Dramamine money and get you in there. So, all right, homie. Well, I'll let you go. Go get some sleep. And uh, thank you so much for everything. Okay. Oh, absolutely. Thank you for having me. Any fucking time. All right. Yeah. All right. You too. Peace out. All right, folks, thank you so much for Alyssa, for Melissa, for hanging out with us and giving us one of the best interviews. She's amazing, and I just had a blast talking to her. I hope you guys did, too. You learned something from her, both, you know, for mentality, mindset, but as well as takeaways. Um, You know, find good people to train with, find good people to be around, and no matter what you're going through, that shit can save your life. So if that's anything that you can take away from her, you know, have that be one. So until next time, thank you all for listening. I'm Nicholas. And this is Nerd to Lift Podcast.